Welcome to the Career Happiness Podcast. My name is Soma Ghosh. I am the founder of a business called the Career Happiness Mentor. And within this podcast, we explore themes around career happiness, confidence, well-being, and so much more. Not only do I do one-to-one personalized episodes to really, really support you as a listener, but you will have the chance to listen to really, really amazing guests from all corners of not just world, but different industries. It's really, really important that you are not only happy in your career, but you make time to progress in a way that feels right for you. So if you want to have more energy in your career, change your career, find out more about how to potentially start a business or even help your teenager with careers advice, this is the podcast for you. Thanks so much. So hello, everyone. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about five home truths about the business coaching industry. And before I get into this episode, I do want to say that firstly, um, this is in no way me trying to take down the business coaching industry. This is just me trying to voice my thoughts and opinions about some of the things that I've seen over the last seven years. One of the main reasons I felt called to record this episode is because lately I have had a lot of feelings around business. Um, I've had a lot of people asking me questions about my business and how I run it. And just in general, I feel this sense of a lack of honesty in the business world. And I'm saying that because... I see it and I feel it, especially on social media. And I think part of the reason why I felt so called to record this episode is because social media is only one aspect of your business. And I've mentioned this in previous episodes before when I spoke, um, you know, much more in depth about why people give up on their business too soon and, you know, what you should be thinking about when, you know, you start a business and all those things. But deeper than that, I feel this real sense of people doing this whole, oh, let's get together, let's have a coffee meetup, let's have a Zoom meetup. And you know what? That kind of stuff can help in terms of building relationships. It can help in terms of helping fuel your business to a certain extent. But if you really, really want to make proper connections with people, please be honest about it and please be honest about what you want from them. Because for me, part of the reason that I'm recording this episode is that within the coaching industry, and especially the business coaching industry, there are a lot of people who are telling porkies. There you go. That the main reason for me to really, really record this episode and talk about some of the home truths is I was a little bit inspired by someone who I've mentioned on this show before, Neil Villaggio, when he did a brilliant episode about the podcast show. And I decided to, over the bank holiday weekend, not be on social media. I kind of didn't interact. I would kind of go in a couple of times to see if I had any messages, but I only did it maybe about two or three times in the course of the three days that I wasn't online. And I noticed something. I noticed this weird kind of discourse of people um, 
you know, not necessarily promoting, but being in this element of everything being perfect. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this episode. But the other reason is that the business coaching world is very saturated with lots of different business coaches. And when I listen to Neil talk about the podcasting world and talk about what the podcast show was really, really like, and yes, it's his opinion, but also I do think there is some truth in a lot of these kind of corporations and people that do things. And it made me reflect on one of the reasons why I connected with him so many years ago when he was talking about podcasts. I saw someone who was very, very genuine and I saw somebody who I could relate to. And so in the business coaching world, I'm not always seeing this. I'm seeing a lot of fakery and I'm seeing a lot of people who um, carbon copy or do these things where they do these brilliant Canva posts and, you know, they look pretty and shiny, but I'm not actually learning anything. And I'm saying this from experience of being duped by business coaches previously, but I'm also saying this from my own experience of a lot of people being desperate to start a business and feel out of their depth because they get so much imposter syndrome and they feel so much comparison that they don't even get started. And there are a lot of lot of people that I know when I kind of first started my business in 2016 who claim to be a lot of things in inverted commas. And when you start digging a bit more, you start to realise that a lot of it is a facade. So for me, when I wanted to record this episode, it was about uncovering some of those home truths. There are a lot of great coaches, especially business coaches out there, but it's very, very important for you to understand that within the business coaching world, a lot of marketing is doing the talking. And that is where the problem lies, because a lot of people are not writing their own copy when they're the business. A lot of people are employing people to do a lot of work for them. And so when you're talking to them, the lines do not connect. And that is another reason why I wanted to do this episode. But for me, part of the reason why I felt this was so important is I do offer business mentoring services, and I'll talk a little bit more about that towards the end of the episode. But what I do want to say as well is that I have a unique approach to business mentoring, and I do some element of business coaching as well. And this isn't me to, this isn't me saying that my approach is better. I don't have that kind of facade or that kind of approach to myself no but this is me really really trying to tap into the fact that there's a lot of cliqueiness that goes on online and I'm not responsive to that and I don't think it's fair when people who are business influencers take advantage of that and they're only endorsing the other business influencers and they're not allowing other people to be seen and they're not seeing what other people um, have to say because we can all learn from everybody but the difference between someone who is doing very well as a business coach and is very influential they make it a lot about them and they don't make it about you the client and I think that is the problem and for me I feel that if we don't start calling out some of these things uh, people are going to continue to feel as though they are the problem and I think that that is a huge problem and I'll get kind of more into that because I was listening to this podcast earlier this week and I'll talk a little bit more about it but the main things that I'm going to talk about within this episode today is I'm going to talk about business coaching and you know it isn't for everyone and why a little bit and then basically go through the five home truths about the business coaching industry that I believe and that I've seen 
over the past seven years and some of the things that I think make people kind of pay for business coaching when necessarily they may not be ready. So I'm going to get into it now a little bit more around business coaching and I want to share a definition with you guys of business coaching. What I'm going to do is I'm actually going to give my own definition of what business coaching is and then I will cite some examples that I found online. Essentially a business coach is somebody who helps give you kind of maybe the tools or the knowledge that they have as a business coach and they guide you and they allow you to have maybe like a set of processes to help your business. So for example, I'll give a quick example of this, they may help you to develop a couple of tools and practices to grow your social media or a couple of tools and practices on how to talk to a client and how to sell to a client if you're not sure. Just you know, a few examples there. Some of the definitions that I found about business coaching involve you working with a business coach to help with your business goals. So one of the goals that you could have is that you want to maybe be featured on five different podcasts. And so what your business coach will essentially do with you then is to go through why that's important to you, work with you around your mindset and things like that. And this is discussed a little bit more. There's quite a good framework that I found on the Better Up website. I'm not going to go through all of it, but it gives quite a good overview of kind of what they do. And there is also some information from Indeed.com um, around what a business coach does. And, you know, essentially it's about educating you and helping to provide the tools that you need. And then... Just to give a little bit of a wider context, I've spoken about mentoring and I've spoken about coaching before on this podcast. And, you know, a mentor is someone that not only shares the knowledge that they have, but they guide you. They give you the guidance that you need. So if you're stuck on something, they will do a bit of advising, but they will mentor you to be able to help within your business. And that's kind of a difference, whether a Whereas a, a coach is going to help you more on the goal setting and the mindset side of things. And that's kind of the difference. And I'm summing this up because I want to stick to the main premise of this episode, which is about the five home truths. And I think it's important to understand and have some understanding of the differences. But I do want to say here that every business coach is very, very different. And you'll see some some business coaches having accreditation from different you know, affiliations like um, the Coaching Academy or the Business Coach Federation or all these different kinds of places. Um, I'll put some links in the show notes to some of the federations and some of the places that are out there. And I'm not saying that every business coach is a fraud, every business coach is terrible. That's not what this episode is about. It's more about just helping you understand that business coaching is a very, very wide spectrum. And because of that wide spectrum, some people do actually take the mick. They take your money and you don't learn anything. And this is one of the main issues with the business coaching industry. And so I think it's very, very important that before you hand your money over to somebody or you consider business coaching, you really, really understand what it is. And when I'm talking about the home truths, I'm talking about the fact that one of the fallacies and one of the things that I see a lot when I'm listening to podcasts or reading information or on LinkedIn is that this mindset of 
If you don't have a business coach or if you don't have a business mentor, you will not be a success. I know a lot of people who didn't have mentors or didn't have coaches at the beginning of their business and they still have a business. And so we need to erase this mentality. We need to get rid of that. And the reason why I'm saying that we need to get rid of that is for some people, financially, they're not in a situation where they can afford a coach. And also, <laughs> mindset-wise, they're, they're not ready to have a coach. And I think a lot of the time, coaches do this thing where they do this kind of reverse psychology and they make you the problem. And they say, oh, that you're not, you must not be very, very kind of serious about this. You, you must not be taking your personal development very seriously. And this is something that I call, coin as the personal developmental trap. And I will talk a little bit more about that in a minute. This is one of the home trees I've seen. But I do think that we've got to stop this narrative. And the reason why I feel very, very passionate about this is because as much as it is great to hire a business coach or a business mentor, if you hire the wrong one, then you're not going to see any progression or any growth in your business. And I can't say that enough. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the five home truths that I've seen in the last seven years. And I've been a business owner for seven years. It's been a, a while, guys. And so I've seen a lot of things. That doesn't mean I'm a complete expert on things. These are my thoughts. These are my opinions. This is my voice that I'm sharing with you. And some people are going to disagree and that's okay. But one of the things that I do want to make clear here is that when I've discussed this with other business owners, these things have come up too, A. And B, I want you to come here with an open mind when I'm doing this episode because I think that a lot of the time some people will get not just triggered, but I think they may get a bit defensive if they're a business coach and they're listening to this. And part of me doing this episode is to not offend anybody, is to educate. And it's also for you to go off and just do some deeper thinking and keep on learning because we are all students. And I think a lot of the time we can get on our high horse and think we know everything when actually we don't know everything. Even I don't know everything, guys. And I'm openly admitting that. But I think we need to have a little bit more grace about this subject, especially when we're business owners, and take ourselves out of the equation for a minute. So the first home truth that I've seen, and I want to make clear here because I know a lot of business coaches do this whole thing where I'm your friend, I'm, you know, have your best interests at heart, I'm going to do the best for you, I'm going to make you lots of money. And so they make a lot of these promises in their webinars or in their trainings to help you um, see how wonderful they are. And then they want you to sign up to a program or a course. So my first home truth is a business coach isn't your friend. So don't be fooled by people who promise you the earth. If somebody feels too, like if somebody feels as though when they're trying to sell to you or when, you know, you have a conversation with them um, in the initial call as being too good to true, being, being too good to be true, they probably are too good to be true. There you go. I've said it. And I think a lot of the time when they start being your pal straight away, right at the beginning, that is a warning sign, guys, because there needs to be boundaries. If someone is a good coach, they are not your friend. There needs to be a professional line there. There needs to be a boundary. They are your business coach. They are somebody who is helping to grow your business. So when they are making false promises to you about, I will help you make three or four grand in less than two months and this is how we're going to do it and they're doing that initially 
in the first discovery call, that is a big alarm bell. Run away, run, right? And I think it's very important to share this because I feel a lot of the time when I've been listening to some podcasts, there's one podcast in particular that I listened to and this person was on TV and I went and listened to their podcast and I was really appalled by the quality of the podcast. I'm going to be honest here. He was giving a lot of terrible marketing advice on his podcast and I'm no expert in marketing. I know that. But what I have learned, I've learned from very good business coaches who have a lot of knowledge. And I'll give an example of what I mean by this. So one of the business coaches that I worked with previously who really, really helped me learn more, much more about marketing, and she did it in a clever way, was Nicola Hoyland. And when I worked with Nicola Hoyland, even if you read her book, the way that she structures and the way that she um writes about marketing within her book um and i think it's called the empower revolution her book i mean i can't be her business i've got the name of her book right now but i'll put it in the show notes she states very clearly some examples about marketing and i remember when i learned that from her when i'd worked with other coaches who had marketing knowledge they didn't tell me any of this stuff guys And I think that it's very, very worrying when you're employing a business coach and they don't have basic marketing knowledge. So when this guy was spouting off all this stuff about social media, I was like, that actually isn't true because of this or that or whatever. And I really, really did understand some of the things he was saying. One of the things that he said that was quite problematic is he was talking about how if you're just on Facebook and you're posting every day, you know, you'll finally get clients. That is really really worrying because it's not as easy as that when it comes to marketing you've got to do a little bit more than that of course there needs to be consistency with certain goals that you might have in place but it's not just enough for you to show up on social media you've got to build relationships you've got to make sure that you're talking to a variety of people have an ideal client all these different things and so I felt really really alarmed that he was giving all these false promises not just within this podcast But he was being problematic with the advice he was sharing. And he was saying, you know, I helped my client and she's my friend and all this. And this is something that I've encountered with previous business mentors, this whole thing of I'm your friend, I'm your biggest advocate, I'm going to do this for you, I'm going to do that for you. So if you even get a hint of this whilst you're looking for a business coach and this comes up, just be very, very careful is the first thing I'm going to say. But this is one of the main home truths that I have seen. You know, I've read about all this kind of stuff as well in articles. So, you know, make sure that if somebody is telling you that you're their best friend or you're their friend straight away in the first call or within even the first session that you have with a business coach, be very, very careful because they might even be trying to manipulate you. And this is not the right way to approach business coaching. So that's the first one. The second one, the second home truth is, The industry is full of people guilting you to part money, part with money. So be careful who you invest in. When I'm saying this, I want you to be aware that a business coach will charge you money. Firstly, of course, you know, because it's a relationship, it's a boundary, it's a service. You're either entering into a program, whether that's a group program, whether that's a one-to-one program, a course, whatever it is, right? But if they are making you feel guilty to part with the money, that is really, really scary and you need to be careful. I have encountered stories when I've spoken to other women about this 
But also I've encountered this where I had somebody really, really trying to upsell to me. We agreed on one type of service that I was interesting in and then she was trying to sell me the most expensive program that she had because she felt, quote unquote, I needed it. And I began to feel very, very uncomfortable during the course of the call. And I go, I need time to think about it. This is a big decision for me. I can't make the decision right now. Then she started doing this thing of, oh, Shoma, you must not be ready. Or, oh, are you really, really serious about your business? Because I don't think you are. And, um, you know, I'm really disappointed that this is the decision that you're making and that you think that you need to think about it. And when people do this, this is also kind of like a form of, I would say, business gaslighting, because almost what they're saying to you is they're almost trying to project because they want the sell from you that, um, you know, can you just hurry up and make a decision because I want money from you. So I would say if any time you're on a call with someone, especially an introduction call or even a call where you're ending a relationship with a mentor or a coach and you're saying you're moving on to see someone else and they're not liking that, that is also a warning sign. And this has actually happened to me where I had a mentor a few years back where I was telling her that I decided to work with another mentor because our time had come to an end. And she was very disappointed and she wanted me to continue to work with her. And she made me feel really bad about it. And she made me feel really, really guilty. And she started giving examples of all the people that she's already helped and that she would have helped me and that I should know better. And I didn't respond to anything she was saying. I just left it because I was just like, if you're going to get so pent up about all this stuff, that's your projection that you're putting onto me. You know, this has nothing to do with me. I'm not choosing... You know, I'm not not choosing to work with you. It's just right now I feel like I need a different mentor to help me solely with the marketing stuff because I've done all the branding stuff. And so I think it's very, very important that if you are working with more than one business coach and you're allowed to do this, by the way, guys, do not be fooled. Do not do this thing where you're only just working with one person and they're going to be your beacon of light because that's also a very manipulative tactic that some of these business coaches use. It's okay for you to go to someone who might be a copywriting expert, a marketing expert, a branding expert, a money expert. It's okay for you to go to different types of people. And if you want somebody to help you build relationships with people and have better communication to deal with clients because you're dealing with clients who are always not complaining, but you're finding it stressful sometimes to talk to clients in the right way and respond in a certain way then you can also go to another business coach about that. There's all sorts of things that you can do and there's all sorts of different types of business coaches out there. And that is one of the things that I do like about the variety of business coaches out there. However, do not do this thing where you go to one person and you're part of a mastermind, you're part of this bigger group and you think you're just going to learn everything from them because that's not possible. That is not humanly possible. And I think when people respond very negatively and they're not getting money from you and they're guilting you, in a way where they know that they've lost you as a client or perhaps, you you know, they're not getting the sell from you and they're making you feel really crap about it, that is not okay. You should not be guilting anybody to part with money unless they are ready and that trust and that rapport is built. So please be careful about who you invest with because if you smell anything that is untrustworthy, if you smell anything or feel anything in your gut, where something is telling you this person is not the person who they pretend to be, and I see it a lot online, um, then just just don't invest with them, right? Um, but yeah, the second one is the industry B 
being full of people who guilt you to part money. So be careful. Um, the third one is, is that business coaching is not the only solution to having a successful business. I say this from a ton of experience that I have faced myself and again through some of my business friends and other people that I've spoken to. Remember what I said to you about this thing that a lot of like, business coaches and the marketing and the whole thing on Instagram and LinkedIn is all about in terms of people saying things like, oh, um, you must not really be invested in your business or you must not have um, a love for self-development if you don't have a business coach. I'm laughing as I'm saying that because if you have a business, whether you have a business in a flower shop or whether you have a business um, where you are helping people um, to, you know, um, mentoring them um, so that they can be fitter and more healthier. So if you're a fitness coach or if you are a coach who might be um, – well, sorry, a business that might be doing something much more related to creative writing, whatever type of business it is, or a well-being business. It doesn't matter the type of business you have. If you have a business coach who is telling you that because you don't have business coaching, that's why you're not a success, that is a fallacy. I'm going to say that straight away because there are a lot of people I know who've never had business coaching or don't have business coaching and still have successful businesses. And when I'm talking about business coaching is not the, not the only solution, I'm also talking about the fact that you can be part of online communities where you get a lot of advice and you get a lot of support and you get a community that you build up. The other thing could be that you could be being mentored by somebody um, for free. And, you know, that does happen. Hello, it's not always paid. And I have discussed this on the business mentoring episode that I've previously done. I'll put that in the show notes again for you guys for, to go off and listen to. And the other thing is, is that in terms of it not being the only solution, we can learn a lot of stuff online. There are a lot of courses, there's lots of trainings, there's lots of different things that are provided. You can learn a business whilst you shadow somebody. You can learn a business whilst you're, um, you know, doing a trainer, traineeship or internship somewhere or through many different means. Business coaching isn't the only solution and a lot of people almost become freelancers because they have a, a, a daytime job and then they start doing this thing where they're speaking and they're training and then slowly, gradually, they build a business and they start to hire people. And bit by bit by bit, they may have mentors along the way, they may have other people that come along and they don't need to have business coaching and organically they create their business. And this is what I mean by business coaching is not the only solution to having a successful business. And I'm not trying to discount business coaching. What I'm trying to say here is that fallacy of must have a coach. Oh, because I'm coaching people, I must be coached. That whole thing, right? And I think it's almost like this mindset piece that I see a lot of people talk about because, oh, I'm super passionate about this, uh, um, about coaching. And because I'm super passionate about coaching, I have a coach and I talk to my coach every week. It's almost like this false sense of identity that I feel. And I feel like it's almost like people not, be, be, not being fully honest about things, if I'm being honest, you know. And so I think we have to be very, very careful that business coaching will not be for everybody. And some of the reasons why it won't be for everyone is because, and I mentioned this at the beginning a little bit about business coaching, is because I think we have this tendency 
to think that we need to have a resolution to things. And business coaching in itself, it's not going to solve all your problems in your business. So suppose you have financial issues in your business. Just give this as an example, right? And you're really struggling and you think, oh, if I hire this business coach, they're going to help eradicate all my financial woes and all my financial problems. They may help bring more money into the business, but if you're in debt or if there are some other external things going on in your life, they're not going to completely cure all of that. So hiring one isn't going to be the solution to all your problems. And that's what I mean by business coaching isn't for everyone. But also when I'm talking about business coaching is not the only solution to having a successful business. You've also got to look at the practical issues in your business. Are you spending too much time on your marketing? Are you spending too much time on um, kind of the cosmetics of your organisation like your website or things where you are losing money? What are the practical things that you can do to declutter your business? And I think people often don't think of these things and people don't hire people to help you know, kind of solve those things like a business manager. If you have enough money in the pie and instead you go to a business coach rather than a business manager, you could actually be doing a disservice to your business because your business could just need a little bit of an overhaul. You may not need coaching. You may need something else. And that's what I mean by it's not the only solution because it could even just be that you need somebody to redesign your website. It could even be that you need a copywriter, all these sorts of things. I just want you to think about that for a second and take that in because sometimes straight away we could be really really attracted to a business coach for the wrong reasons and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that with home truth number five but firstly I've just covered the first three I'm now going to go on to the fourth one which I think is a really really interesting one and this occurred to me when I was listening to a podcast the other day a business podcast and I kind of listened to this podcast more kind of out of, um, if I could be honest, research. (laughs) I don't always agree with the host or the guests that they have on, but I do have my own reflections and learning when I listen to the podcast. And I think those are the best podcasts because if we always agree with the podcasters and the people and what they're talking about, we're not learning anything. And that is just my personal opinion. And this reason or this home truth is the personal developmental trap I've mentioned it already on the podcast today the personal developmental trap what do I mean by this this theory of you must be reading lots you must be listening to lots of podcasts you must be immersing in training you must have a coach you must get business mentoring on business coaching you must you must you must and if you're not reading enough and if you're not doing any of these things then you are not enough as a business owner The personal developmental trap I often hear is about this fallacy of us needing to develop ourselves because we're not good enough. And bear with me when I'm talking about this. The podcast that I listened to the other day, what I found really, really interesting is the person was talking to a coach and they weren't a business coach necessarily. They coach all sorts of people, but they kept on talking about the fact that I read a lot of books and because I read a lot of books, I never stop learning. And because I never stop learning, I'm really, really passionate about my personal development. And I think if you want to have a business and if you want to be a coach, you must, must, must personal develop or have a personal developmental type of mindset. And if you're you know, not doing the actions and the things that we as coaches advise you to do, 
then actually you don't care enough. And I was actually cooking at the time and I stopped in my tracks and I was just like, that's not true. I don't think that that is true. Part of the reason why I don't think that's true, guys, is because (sighs) there are lots of things that we need to learn in life. Yeah, I totally get that. But if we have this continued narrative around if we're not reading a book about habits or if we're not reading a book about how to be more productive, then actually we don't know enough. That is really, really dangerous. And so what business coaches do when they're working with you is they're telling you to go off and read all these books and they're telling you that if you don't read The Chimp Paradox or whatever other book it is, not in a bad way, it's quite a good book, but what I mean as an example is you're not being productive enough, right? You know, you, you don't have enough productivity skills, so, you know, we've got to hack that. You've got to read that book, right? Then you're not actually dealing with the ultimate problem of what that business owner is going through because it could be that they already have a lot of knowledge and what they just need is they need to listen to one podcast about it instead of reading the whole book or they need to listen to an audiobook that deals with a particular topic that they're struggling with and then go off and do their own learning. And the personal developmental trap, the reason why it's a trap is all coaches do this, not just business coaches. They sell this narrative of you needing to keep on developing because if you don't develop, then you're not doing enough as a coach or you're not doing enough as a business coach, quote unquote. And listen, the personal developmental arena is full of books, We've got loads of podcasts, there's loads of information. I'm talking on a career developmental podcast and career advice podcast. You may turn around whilst you're listening to this and think, but Soma, you're spouting your opinions and you're sharing your perspective on things. And yes, I am. But I'm also calling out this terrible idea of us having to personal develop because, you know, if we don't, then we're not enough. And I think that that is really, really worrying because we're already very overwhelmed and anxious as it is, number one. And when we're a business owner, if you have three or four kids and, you know, you live in a busy household already and you have so much to do, I'm not saying that you shouldn't make time to learn and you shouldn't take, you know, take time to read a book or do research. Of course, that's not what I'm talking about. But with the personality developmental trap, what I'm talking about is this trap of you having to learn because if you don't learn, you're not going to be the best coach you can be. Most people who already are qualified as a coach and are good business coaches have an incredible amount of knowledge already. And occasionally they go off and read something, they go off and do some research, boom, done, right? And they can come to their client and be competent enough. One of my favourite personal developmental books is Playing Big by Tyron Moore. It's a brilliant book and it's a book that I recommend to a lot of my clients. And one of the things that she says in her book that really stayed with me as a careers advisor and as a mentor to people was stop over-preparing, just stop. And I think sometimes what can happen is we can be in danger of over-preparing our brain and over-learning things with the personal developmental trap. I'm not saying that you shouldn't continue to learn. I'm not saying that you shouldn't continue to have nuances and opinions and form ideas about things. But with the trap itself, what I feel is it's not allowing you to get outside and take a break from that trap. If you 
are trying to learn so much and you're trying to be in so many seminars at once or trying to learn five you know read five books on the go or do so many things and you know, be in the latest mastermind and do all of that kind of stuff then you're actually not going to dedicate time to your business it's taking time away from your business and this is one of the home truths I've really seen in the last seven years because business coaches want you to stay in that trap they want to say to you oh read this book be in my mastermind program do this and do that and what can happen is if you're dedicating all that chunk of time, let's say 50% of your time to the personal developmental trap, as I call it, then you're going to stay there and you're not actually going to dedicate that time to your clients. You're not going to dedicate that time to creating content. You're not going to dedicate that time to really, really being in your business. And that is what I'm talking about. I'm now going to go on to the fifth home truth, influencers versus real business mentors. And I've put in brackets here, <laughs> shiny object syndrome. Um, there are a lot of great business influencers out there, people who are very, very good at influencing their business ideologies and ideas. I'm going to name one of them, Stephen Bartlett. There you go. I've said his name. He is a master marketer and he knows what he's doing, but not everyone is Stephen Bartlett, right? And there are other people that you may follow who have a similar aura to him or are quite influential in the space that you are in right? And so you may be a bit starstruck when you see them at an event and they speak and you may be like, oh, wow, they're so amazing. Cool. I want to work with them. Awesome. Right. And then you have a session with them or you have a call with them. And that call is not at all what you expected. Right. This has happened to me, by the way, guys, but it's also happened to many of the women that I help. And this is where we need to be a little bit careful because they are going to have the best websites because they have money to invest. They're going to have the best people writing their copy because they have all the money. Awesome. All the rest of it. But what is the quality of their content? What is the quality of the call? What is it that they are really selling you? And how much knowledge and understanding are they giving you in that call? Because if you come off a call, suppose you just pay for one call that's 90 minutes, right? just given this as an example from someone who is a business influencer and you still don't think you resolved a problem with your business or you still don't think you learn anything, then that is really worrisome, I'll be honest with you, because <clears throat> it could be that they have 50,000 followers on Instagram and then they have 20,000 on LinkedIn or whatever and they're spouting out all this great content. But how do you know they're actually writing their own content? Just a question for you. Honestly, it's a question, all right? And... If they're not matching up to that, then that is literally shiny object syndrome. You are paying for their course or their book or whatever it is because they just have a wonderful marketing machine going on in the background. So you need to be very, very careful when you're considering a business coach, looking at the influencers versus the real business mentors. And there are a lot of great business mentors out there. Some of them I know who are on LinkedIn, right? And they're the people who have started their business literally from nothing to being where they are today, right? And these people have immense knowledge about an array of things. And I think it's very, very important for you to distinguish where you're having shiny object syndrome, where you want to buy a lovely journal that an influencer coach or business mentor or business coach is selling versus someone who has got substantial real knowledge and understanding of the real business world. 
And you should be able to pick up on this. And you're probably thinking, but Shoma, how can I pick up on this? Because the influencer looks really, really shiny and bright and they have all the great graphics on, you know, Instagram through their Canva posts. The way that you're going to be able to pick up on this, and I was having a discussion with this lovely lady on Instagram the other day. We were talking and she's a business mentor and she's got a great podcast, by the way. I'm going to put her podcast in the show notes for you to go and listen to. And what I really liked about her podcast, her name's Pally, just going to call her out there for a minute, um, is her podcast is very grounded, but it's also a very, very kind of non-brassy podcast. And what I mean by that is you will know the difference when you're listening to somebody who is BSing you versus not BSing you. Like, guys, honestly, Um I really, really loved how she described one of the main reasons why she started her business in her first episode that she did. And it, to me, wasn't this whole, you know, commodity thing around my business is going to change your life and if you sign up with me, this is what's going to happen. And after a while, a lot of influencers do this. Not all influencers, but I'm just noticing this a lot in the business world, especially with business coaching. And the reason I'm giving her as an example is when we were talking on Instagram the other day, we were talking about people who are genuine and picking up on that. And so when you're talking to someone and you're having a connection and that you're seeing that they're genuine, you will be able to decipher how much they are going to bring to the table versus an influencer and how much they really care about you. Because if a business coach really cares about you, they're going to want you to win no matter what. The issue that I find with people who have very, very high, high profiles is that they don't, they, they, they want your money, true. They, they want you to buy their latest book or do whatever it is, but they're not really interested in you. Yeah, you know, I've said it, they're not. And I think that a lot of people don't realise that until they've done a programme with someone very, very influential. And after a while, all those promises that were made to them are not made because that person was more focused on growing their business than actually helping the person that they said they were going to help. And so I think it's very, very important for you to think about all of these things. What I'm now going to do is I'm going to go over the five home truths that I've spoken about on this podcast. The first one is a business coach isn't your friend, so don't be fooled by people who promise you the earth. The second one is the industry is full of people guilting you to part with money, so be careful who you invest with. Business coaching is not the only solution to have a, having a successful business. The personality developmental trap. Influencers versus real business mentors. Shiny objects um, syndrome. And there's a lot more that I can say about this, but I want to kind of keep it brief for this podcast episode. And I don't want to go over the time too much. I think I've already gone over a few minutes. But I do want to talk about, towards the end of this episode, a few more things. The first thing I want to say is... Consider what feels right for you guys, because I think a lot of the time there is so much advertising and so much marketing online and we as business owners are bombarded. Yes, we can mute things on Instagram and we can mute things on LinkedIn and any other social media platforms we're on and we can unsubscribe to email newsletters and we can do all the rest of it. But we ultimately are the captain of our ship. Imagine your business being a ship and you're having to you know, steer the wheel, right? That is what you're doing when you have a business every day. 
And you have to consider what feels right for you. If you're at a moment in time where you've been in your business for two years right now and you feel you're not seeing much change, then maybe having a business coach will help you. However, I also want you to consider the fact that if this is an idea that's coming from other people and you're feeling that sense of FOMO, don't allow that feeling to kick in. Only do it if you see something that substantially you know is going to profit your business and help your business. Firstly. Secondly, if right now you're in a position, you've been in your business for five, six years and you feel that you need a business coach, what is it that is telling you you need a business coach? What are the questions that are coming up? Journal about it, write about it, do some deeper work around this and speak to maybe a business friend or join an online community and see what you can get out of it and then maybe consider going to a business coach. I'm not trying to put people off by hiring business coaches and mentors. I do business mentoring, right? I do. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But I do want people to be very educated about their decisions to consider business coaching because some of the things that I've seen online, and this is where I'm going to come back to my lovely friend Neil for a minute, is terrible. Some of the advice, some of the copy, some of the things that people are saying in terms of business advice. And that makes me really angry, guys. It makes me angry because I have been duped by people in the past and I don't want anybody who listens to this podcast to be handing their money over to people who don't actually care about them. Because firstly, I know what that feels like, A. And B, I'm not saying that you've got to be best friends with your business coach. No. Remember what I said about a business coach isn't your friend, so don't be fooled. There's going to be clear established boundaries with good business coaches. I've mentioned the wonderful Nicola Hoyland, and she was one of the business best business coaches that I ever worked with. Another woman is Sean Kyra, and I'm going to mention her for a minute. I've worked with her a few times. And every time I worked with her, something amazing happened in my business. And she has a lot of marketing knowledge. And I think what we need to do is we need to be able to differentiate the BSs, as I've said before, versus the genuine coaches out there. Because the genuine coaches may not necessarily have, you know, lots and lots of followers, but they will have credibility behind them. They will have amazing testimonials. But also, if you're seeing coaches that are doing the same things repetitively, spouting the same things over and over again, and you feel bored looking at them online, that tells you all you need to know, literally. Trust me. And for the seven years that I've been around, I can spot the people who genuinely want to help versus the people that are just full of BS. And I really want you to consider what feels right for you because if you are being forced into joining a mastermind or a group that you don't want to join by a coach, don't do it because your gut will always be the answer for something. And this is where I'm going to talk a little bit about my business mentoring. I'm not saying my business mentoring is better than everyone else, by the way. I'm just saying that my business mentoring is unique because you are my number one priority, not me. Not Shomagosh, the brand. Not the career happiness brand or the brand. I'm not the primary focus, guys. You will be the primary focus. And I think this is where a lot of business coaches go wrong because the ones who promise the earth are usually the most, and I'm going to use this not very nice word, narcissistic individuals. And I think that we have to have a clearer tunnel vision. So the last thing I'm going to say is do your research about people 
who you potentially want to work with. Make sure that you look at their credentials, look at their clients, look at what they have to offer, look at what they're talking about online and make your decision going from there and have a discovery call with them and make sure that you also do a bit of your homework and see is their voice of when I'm talking to them matching with their copy and is everything like aligned, is everything matching up? Because those things are very important in terms of integrity and your brand as well and what you want to um, have for yourself as a business owner. In terms of the mentoring that I offer, I have a few spaces available. I offer a single session and I offer two different types of programs and I am taking applications currently and it is bespoke and I ask quite a lot of comprehensive questions in my um, application to have a 20-minute call with me. But I do want to say is that I will never ever force anybody to work with me. I never have. And all of my clients who have worked with me, they can vouch for me on that. Trust me. Because I do not want to go to bed at night having a sense of guilt that I pressured somebody. And so if you ever feel any pressure from anyone, guys, do not allow yourself to be put in that position. You're a business owner yourself. You have the right to say no. It's a full sentence, as, you know, the lovely Elizabeth Olsen said in an interview once. It is a full sentence. And so we have to be able to say the word no when something doesn't feel right. I've done it plenty of times when I felt pressured or I felt backed into a corner by somebody. Because at the end of the day, it's your business. It's not their business. It's your business. And it's your money as well. So if anything is fishy about any coach that you, you know, come across and you get a little bit enthralled by them, that is when you need to worry. So there is one more thing that I want to say, actually, that I didn't include in the original recording. And I'm going to try and keep this within two minutes because I know I made it into a bit more of a longer episode than usual. Um, the point that I wanted to make is that you have the creativity and the skills to make your business unique and to make it your own and to still be a success. There is a lot of advice out there. There are a lot of tools where you can learn online. There are a lot of things that you can do yourself. There are a lot of things that you can outsource people. There isn't a wrong or a right. But the last thing that I want to say is make sure that you're doing things in a unique way. And the issue that I have is the copy and paste, copy and paste approach that a lot of business coaches are endorsing. There isn't a one size fits all. There isn't a, a magic pill to make your business a success. And so I really want you to be a detective to help create the best business that you want for yourself. I don't want anybody to feel pressured, number one, or number two, feel that they cannot survive if they do not have a mentor or do not have a coach. And yes, I'm saying this ironically because I offer mentoring services. And if you think I'm the right person to support you, remember I said I'll hop on a call with you and we'll discuss it. But if it doesn't feel right from my end, I won't approach it. If it doesn't feel right from your end, I will not be offended. And I think this is the approach that we need to have rather than make it personally about us. As I said before in the episode, it's never about us. It's about the person that you're trying to help. And that's the last thing 
that I wanted to say because I think uniquely we should be doing unique things. We shouldn't be copying people because when we're copying people and we're trying to do carbon copies and I see it a lot online and I saw someone today who was doing it and I was just like, where's the originality? I, I still, I don't, I'm not finding out anything about you. They do these amazing posts in terms of structurally, in terms of visually, but I still don't know anything about them, like nothing. And that to me is a huge, huge, huge concern because when you're not getting to know a person who's a business owner and you're just seeing a visually aesthetic, pleasing model of them, then they're not going to be someone who, they may be able to help you with your business, but they're not, there's not really a real version of them. Like what's going on? And that is why I mentioned Neil a couple of times in the episode because what you see is what you get with him. And he's not the only one. There's me. There's loads of other people online who are amazing, like Louisa, who I've mentioned loads of times on this podcast. There's loads of people. But that's not what this last bit of this episode is about. It's about for you to just go off and be your own champion for yourself, but also not to be too swayed by other people and be too swayed by the shiny object syndrome because it can be very, very, very easy for us to get caught up in the, oh, I want over a thousand followers on LinkedIn and then I'll get credibility or I want over 5,000 followers on Instagram or 2,000 followers on uh, Twitter and then I've made it. No, that isn't what it's about. It's about actually getting customers and clients and actually about having a proper business where you get credibility and people recognize you for your content. People recognize you for your work. People tell other people about you. And it's exactly what I was saying the other day to someone about It's what people say when you're not in the room and what they're saying about your business. And usually if your business has credibility, people will be saying good things and people will remember your brand for those reasons, not because your business is the same as everyone else's and you have followed a particular set of principles that a business coach has designed based on what their ideas are. Because I think this is where we are going wrong with business coaching and we need to stop. We need to stop it. Thank you so much for listening to the Career Happiness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media or with somebody you know it will make a significant difference to. And remember, if you haven't already, please take some time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much.